Hello friends and welcome to episode number 212 of Bat Flips and Maple Dips. It's Patrick here in Halifax, Nova Scotia. He's Justin Anderson in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Justin, history has been made uh, two times over, I guess you could say. The first of which uh, that we care about. Obviously, the Toronto Blue Jays have clinched a playoff spot. We will not be missing the playoffs by one game again. <laughs> We're in. Uh, how does it feel? It feels nice knowing that uh, they don't have to wait for somebody else to finish. They control. They've controlled their own destiny and will continue to do so, as we know. We'll talk about in the standings. Yeah. But everything the Blue Jays need is is in their is in their own hands. So if they want to finish first in the wild card standings, they just got to win more games than everybody else. So I mean, it's uh, it's nice knowing that there are six games left. Unlike last season where we had to wait until after game 162 finished. Um, now it's just jockeying for position now. Yeah, it's going to be hard to surpass last year's record. They'd have to win four of their last six games, which is doable, but they're that still... Just, that would just tie the record, right? Didn't they have 91 wins last year as well? Right, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so matching last year's record... That, I still think that's at least a, like a, a non-zero level of disappointment. But at the same time, they're in the tournament. That's really all that matters. Once you get into the uh, tournament, uh, which is what it is, uh, anything can happen. Look, uh, look at the Atlanta Braves last year. I mean, yeah, like you said, you, you get in, right? And, and, you, and you know that it's the five other best teams in your league that have also made it. So... You're gonna have yeah. to play a good team, no matter no matter who you're playing when you get into the playoffs. It's another good all, baseball. All team. the teams making the playoffs this year are going to be impressive. Yes. If if the six that are in the playoff spots right now, if that's it, and it mathematically it's most likely that it will be. Yeah. I think that these are definitely the six best teams uh, in the American League, and uh, it'll it'll be very interesting. Uh, to see who comes out of the wild card round because I, I, it's such a mix. I think you look at all four of these teams that'll end up playing uh, that wild card round, and I don't see anybody who really stands out too much over the others. They all have pretty much the same record. Yeah. Uh, although Cleveland uh, strength of schedule is probably much lower. Cleveland has only played 45 games against teams of over 500, while Toronto has played 85. Yeah. So, I'm not saying Cleveland are the paper tiger, but they've played a lot of games against a uh, really weak division. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, but considering still. Considering every other team in their division is currently below 500, I think you're accurate in saying that. Yeah, I... I, I yeah, we'll get into it a little bit later once all the clinching has happened and and everything is sort of set up uh, for the playoff bracket. But the Jays are in. That's a big dub. Yep. Uh, the other history, the, the other historic thing that happened was Aaron Judge hit his 61st home run. He ties Roger Maris's record of 61 home runs in the American League. Um. Yeah, what else is there to say? He did it, uh, not for lack of trying from the Jays to try to just walk him yeah. uh, the whole time. 
And I know Yankees fans were filling their diapers over that, but get over it. He's a good hitter. Why would you pitch to him? But anyway, we saw what happens when you pitch to him, and he cranked one into the bullpen for number 61. How do you feel about it? Do you think that, like this pretty much just clinches Aaron Judge for MVP? Is it over? Yeah, I think I think it's been over for a while, even though we haven't agreed with it necessarily being over. Um, but I mean, the guy is currently leading every triple crown category as well. So I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's he's the MVP. It's at this point, it's probably going to be unanimous or very close to. Um, I don't know about unanimous, but yeah, I, he's going to win. It's, it's it, going it, to be it, highly, very, very close to unanimous if, if it's if it's not. But he he definitely deserves it after the season he's put together, the best season of his career, in a contract year, and he's carried his team offensively the whole season because guys like Stanton and Donaldson and everybody else and even Rizzo I think has spent some time on the injured list, so it's been Aaron Judge really stabilizing that Yankee offense all year. So, yeah, he's the MVP. <laughs> there you go. Well, those are two cool things that happened. Obviously, the Jays dropped two of three against the Yankees, but who gives a shit? We're in the playoffs. That's really all that matters. It's a good feeling. We're going to get the chance to compete. Uh, before we get into baseball, though, Justin, how was your week otherwise? Tell me, tell me what you got going on. Uh, not, not too much so far this week. I mean, um, like I said, Taryn got back from, from three weeks away last weekend. So we've been catching up on some TV shows so far. We've caught up on She-Hulk and on Andor. Um, and oh man. Yeah. I don't want to talk about too much just so I don't, I don't want to spoil it for anybody. No, 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 no. But can we just say like, we we're, we're, we'll do a spoiler free perception on Andor uh can we just yeah four episodes in. i mean the first three episodes that all released together i it felt like a mini movie in a sense oh not even a mini movie it was like two hours basically yeah uh the first three episodes and it was nice to get some more some backstory into a character that we don't really know much about outside of the two hours he was active in rogue one and then the fourth episode did some world building and added some more characters in to the fray so i I I'm liking it so far. I'm really excited to see the the politics during the Empire on on Coruscant because that's that's gonna be cool. It's a, it's a planet we haven't seen since Episode Three. Yeah, when so. they uh, well, we won't get into spoilers, but obviously Coruscant is. If you've seen any, if you've seen any trailers, stuff, you know, yeah, yeah, you know, Coruscant is a part of it, and man, it was very cool to see Coruscant again. I'll say this. Out of all the characters they could have picked to do this for, man, maybe it's just Diego Luna is just so good. He's very good, yeah. But Cassian is so interesting as a character. This is a really, this is like what Star Wars would look like without the Skywalkers. There's no Jedi, there's no rah-rah. This is like you're in the filth with Cassian. Yeah. And I love it. I think it's some of the best Star Wars media we've gotten since Return of the Jedi. It's uh... I definitely think it's my favorite of the TV stuff so far, and I'm a huge fan of The Mandalorian. Yeah, it's interesting that I think it's the first season is like 12 episodes or something. 
Uh, yeah, and there is a second and season. A second confirmed. season confirmed, and it's supposedly and going to end right up, leading up to like minutes before Rogue One is kind of how they've they've said it in the media. Really fucking, which cool, is kind of cool. So it's it's going to tie up a, a big, it's going to tie five years of the rebellion into this two season show. Good, right? we like, need it. It's yeah. it's a spot that's uh, not quite covered sufficiently in live action yeah no no disrespect intended to rebels but i think yeah i see to me the animated stuff you can skip i don't it does add a lot of flavor <laughs> i don't i i think i know clone you don't wars, agree at i all, think the but... clone wars is the best piece of star wars media ever created the animated series uh... and i i will i will die on that hill okay that's okay no anytime. no no. i mean i get it <laughs> the clone wars has its fans I just don't like so. it because it's animated rather than live action. What a nerd. If we look at all the live action shit, though, man, you go watch watching Andor and then Rogue One right before you watch A New Hope. Fuck, it makes it so rich. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see um, how they tie in some, some other characters that haven't appeared yet. But, Are you uh, talking about everybody's favorite robot? No, I'm talking about Saw Gerrera, actually. Uh Oh he's, Jesus Forrest, Christ! I forgot Forrest he's Whitaker in the show. Yeah. Is, is in the show, so that'll be interesting to see. But um, I'm I'm curious to know how they do all that. But I mean, there's two seasons to to find out, really. But yeah, it, it's going to be fun, and I mean, it's it's cool. It, it seemed it, it was nice to be on a planet that wasn't Tatooine, because the last two <laughs> live action shows in, in yeah. Mandalorian yeah. and Boba Fett have both largely utilized yeah. the Tatooine set. Which well, I mean, it's not is, a su- Boba Fett. It's not a surprise. No, no. We knew what we were getting. Yes, we were getting but... Tatooine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah having... we, didn't, we didn't ask for it and they delivered more tatooine <laughs> yeah but and i mean obviously obi-wan yeah we like it's we not a surprise too. and actually a lot of obi-wan is not on tatooine it's, not on it's tatooine. there but it's not it's not like dedicated yeah so like i agree like it is nice to get away from tatooine there's really it's a desert planet like we've already explored the fact that the cities are full of sketchy characters like show me give me something else yeah, no, it and was, that's what Andor is doing. It's scratching that itch for me. Yeah, the the planet that it starts on is it's a cool setting, um, for the first three episodes and on Ferrix and yeah, no, I, yeah. I enjoyed it and I think it's it's going to continue to be to be decent. Um, we haven't caught up on Rings of Power yet. Have you been watching that? Yes, yeah. I am fully caught up on Rings of Power. The new episode drops tomorrow. Yeah. Well, I guess if I stayed up, I guess on I'm. It, I, I guess I'm caught up on it, but yeah, Taryn, I think Taryn watched maybe the first one or two before she left. Um, I'll say this about Ring Rings of Power. Um, if you're complaining about how it breaks book canon, uh, Peter Jackson broke book canon too repeatedly. <laughs> so just yeah. Yeah, like either you went into this uh, like preemptively not wanting to enjoy it or or not. If you went into it preemptively expecting like a page to page faithful display, well, I, I don't know I don't know why you would think that. It's foolish. And it's foolish to hate it just because it's not faithful. I do understand why a lot of fans hate how it breaks the Cimmerillion like 10,000 times over like it just kind of it's just it's reworking everything but it's its own thing like let it be its own thing if yeah. you don't like the show don't like it for what you're seeing on the screen don't hate it because it's not a page by page 
faithful version of the story because we haven't gotten that in any other Lord of the Rings medium at any other point. No. So just, I don't know. I'm just tired of like reading about like fanboys shitting on She-Hulk or shitting on Ring of Power or whatever. Just like, just shut yeah, up and I, enjoy it. I went into Rings of Power like just open-minded and with no expectations. Yeah, and the well, only that's thing good. That, the only thing that I'll say that, that I've disliked about it is kind of, it's had a very slow burn. Oh, yeah. In terms of, like, the plot kind of developing. Like, it feels like... Yeah. I don't feels, see where this is going. Yeah. I it, really it, don't. It, it feels like a lot has happened. But then when you, like, look back at it, nothing, like, really nothing has happened. <laughs> um, yeah. It's done some character building, obviously, for Galadriel and for Sealdor. Can I, can I say something? Okay. Sure. I don't want to... I'm, I'm, I'll try to do the spoiler free, but I actually don't like most of the main characters on <laughs> rings of power the parts that i enjoy the most are the stuff with uh the hobbits or the proto hobbits whatever they're supposed to be yeah. i know they're they're the harfoots which are mm -hmm. one of the three types of hobbits in middle earth yeah but they're not like hobbits yet i don't know what the, i don't know what i'm trying to say but um i enjoy that the hobbity stuff very curious to see where that goes and I like the um, the woman who leads... Like the villagers? The villagers of yeah. the Southlands. I really like that character a lot. I want to see her do more. Mm -hmm. I want to see what she has to offer. She hasn't said very much or done very much except to be like... A, kind of like, you know... Yeah. Wanting to take a, a leadership role. And she seems to be, it's funny because you look around at all the people. She's, she's the one wearing the most colors. She's also the one, the least filthiest <laughs> amongst yeah, all yeah, those yeah. villagers. So it's kind of like she sticks out, which is kind of silly. But I, I like what they're doing with the, uh, the elf, uh, the elven man. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that's cool. And I also like the dwarf, uh, I don't, she's not the queen, but she's like the princess. Yeah. She's also a great character. And yeah, I like the the, the dwarf lead too. Yeah, Durin. Durin. Durin the fourth. He's yeah. very good. Um, everyone else is just whatever. I, I, maybe I need more episodes of it. We'll see yeah. what this next episode does. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So there that you go. A, We've dived a, into our. That was our a long, nerd. a long winded response to how's your week been uh for me yeah. uh and also Pop i mean culture. we've got a uh i've got a a pork shoulder roast in the slow cooker right now it's gonna be it's gonna become pulled pork in about two hours time from now so i'm uh looking forward to digesting that this evening <laughs> how's nice. your week been patrick good a lot of like watching the shows that we've talked about um I finished Cobra Kai season five. That was great. I there's nothing on my radar right now to watch. Oh, I finished a league of their own. I haven't started uh, it yet. My final review of it will just be this singular sentence I'm about to speak. If you like baseball, a league of their own is not really a baseball show. It is a show 
where baseball provides some of the flavor and backdrop, but it is a show about interpersonal relationships between women and women exploring uh, their independence as well as the spectrum of sexuality. That's a long sentence. When they sentence. have said freedom. <laughs> that was the end of the sentence right That's there. That's a long sentence. So it's, it's very much so, it feels more like an LGBTQ plus show rather than a show about baseball. Okay. But it's, it's a really good television show. It's just not a, a very good baseball show. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. There's a lot of moments where the baseball, it, I think almost all the baseball is CG. I don't think any of them are actually hitting or th- throwing the baseball. I think it's all CG. But anyway, it is what it is. Go check it out. Yeah, that's it that's, for me. That's I when I was. I that's when I was waiting to watch with Taryn if we're if we're gonna watch that one. So. Yeah, I, I would say go for. I would say go for it. <laughs> it's it's compelling television. It's just yeah. not. It's not baseball. Like it's not. Right. Baseball is not what the show is about. Yeah. So yeah. it's. I don't know. It's an interesting take on the. The history. It's yeah, historical I'm fiction. Sure. I'm sure we'll watch it eventually. Yeah. Um, oh, and I bought Cyberpunk 2077 for the PC, and I started that. I haven't played it recently because I strained my shoulder, and it's hard to sit at my desk. But, yeah. Nice. Yeah, no, Cyberpunk. I haven't really been gaming that much lately. I've just been watching baseball, and that's about it <laughs> for fun stuff. Speaking of baseball, that's actually what we're supposed to talk about on this podcast. Yeah. Uh, and if you like what we talk about, you can follow us on Twitter at BFMD Podcast. Go ahead and DM or tweet us your questions. We're on Anchor, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Go ahead and leave us a review of five stars or less. Uh, website BFMDPodcast.com. Thanks, guys, for taking the time to listen to us, guys and gals. Guys, can you use... Well, do people use guys colloquially? They do, refer to a group where I live anyway. Yeah, me too. Okay, so... I, mean, I don't I do not do it with any mal or with any ill intent, so... Yeah, me neither. That's just All something right. I've always said. So guys, if you like what we do, go ahead and, and leave us a review. And thanks for, for listening. It's been a long-ass season, and we yes. only got six games left, and then we're getting into the playoffs. Um, celebrate. Let's enjoy it. Uh... Let's get into the the meat and potatoes, so to speak. Justin, go ahead. For sure. Well, first thing I want to talk about before we update the standings and talk about what's coming up and everything else, uh, let's talk about a bit about Alec Manoa. And before we dive into this, uh, everyone knows what happened on on Twitter between a certain radio host, who we're not even going to bother naming on this show because he's not worth talking about, uh, criticizing Alejandro Kirk for his body essentially uh a professional athlete who started an all-star game and is one of the most important players on the Toronto Blue Jays and one of the best offensive catchers in baseball was being criticized by a guy who sits and talks on the radio for a living which kudos to him not an easy job to get into but you don't have to be a dick about it anyway Alec Manoa comes out and defends his teammate as any teammate should and because of that interaction, um, Alec has actually won a sponsorship for sportsmanship from Dove, uh, specifically Dove Men Plus Care, 
who awarded Manoa with a hundred thousand dollars Canadian. Uh, well, seventy three thousand dollars U.S. So as hundred thousand Canadian, which Alec immediately donated to Kidsport, which for those of you who don't know, it's a nonprofit organization here in Canada that um, helps kids who can't afford to play sports otherwise afford to do it. So it helps families with with kids who can't afford to play sports play. It's a great charity. Um, I know people who have benefited from it in the past. And as, as a baseball umpire here in Saskatoon, I know the good work that charities like that do. So for the fact that he immediately, without any hesitation, did this, if, if you didn't already love Alec Manoa um, and you still don't, you're a monster. <laughs> but this dude is like a, an S-tier human. He's one of the best that there is. And the fact that he's such a successful baseball player early in his career and is still doing selfless acts like this, it makes me want to see him as a Toronto Blue Jay for, for life, basically. Like, this guy is what every professional athlete should be, in my opinion. And that's that's what I wanted to say about it. <laughs> yep. I'm right on board with you, and I'll say this. Uh, I'm ready to make a formal announcement about this. Uh, my... Upcoming Toronto Blue Jays jersey that I will be purchasing will be an Alec Manoa jersey. Nice. Yeah. I'm, I'm putting that out there into the ethos. <laughs> Alec Manoa is, like, for, I guess, this generation's Juan Guzman, young guy, comes on the scene and just dominates early in his career. And on top of that, He's he's a real one because he's out there defending. Not that Kirk needs defending at all, but he's he's out there being real about you know defending his teammates and defending them from really poorly timed body shaming. It's really I I don't have a lot of sympathy for the for the gentleman who made the comments, but he was like ridiculed off Twitter. And I have no idea what's going on. He had a show on TSN Montreal that I don't think, I don't think it's been hosted for a few weeks. I it, it's just it won't be again from what I've seen on the internet. I haven't seen that, but like, holy shit, I've never seen someone's career like, like you know the meme. This I'm about to end this man's whole career, and it, it rarely happens. I think he actually ended this guy's career, and that's unfortunate because like, there's no. <laughs> Hey, There's man. no chance of redemption. That guy ended his career by tweeting out what he tweeted out. So yeah, 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 yeah. I, I'm just saying, like, I don't have a lot of sympathy for him. I do feel bad for the circumstances. I think it's really unfortunate that this type of conversation is still happening. But nonetheless, and we've talked, we've talked about players and their their weight on this show. But I don't think we've ever. I don't know. I don't think we've, we've ever never told crossed. him to stop playing baseball. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, we and, and like we were we were critical of Vladdy, and but to be fair, Vladdy was critical of himself. Yeah, we never said anything that I can <laughs> think of that Vladdy didn't say himself. Yeah, and I mean, so we've we've commented on on Kirk, and like we've never Kirk is the like he doesn't need to change anything. No, he doesn't. If you're if you're able to perform like he has, 
why would you change anything? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's the last I thing mean, you'd want anybody to do. If he if he chooses to lose weight or whatever in the offseason, that's his prerogative. But like yep. I don't know. He, he hit he's hitting close to three hundred. Like I I don't know. Babe Ruth was kind of built with a very similar uh, stature to Kirk, except maybe a couple of like several inches taller. Babe Ruth probably. was jacked early in his career. Uh, yeah, he was. But but like he still hit he yeah. still hit dongs. Of course. Uh, while mashing hot dogs. <laughs> I would have liked cigarettes. to see Babe Ruth up against uh, Looney Dogs at, uh, at Toronto. Oh, By the way, uh, the final, those final, I don't know how the fuck I got on this. Probably because I just want to get away from this topic, period, because I love Mano, I love Kirk, and I, I don't care. Yeah. I don't care about the body shaming thing. I want to talk, like, I'm a, I wouldn't say, like, I'm a morbidly obese man. I'm, I'm very tall, and I, I have a, I fill the frame. I was disappointed to see the final numbers for the Looney Dogs. <laughs> I kind of wish I had been around at the stadium for those games, so I could have like injected at least a fifty count to that. Um, <laughs> I don't know how I got on this topic. I just immediately thought of hot dogs. Oh, it's because I was thinking about how Babe Ruth used to mash hot dogs. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about anymore. But anyway, I I love Kirk. I love Manoa. I love these guys. Uh, it's unfortunate that that happened, but like, let's just move on. It's great. Manoa yep. donated that money without a second thought. Without a thought, yeah, and we love that. Um, let's talk some standings. Obviously, we said that Blue Jays have Blue Jays have clinched a spot. Still, be to be determined is where they'll finish in the wild card race. Uh, the Yankees clinched the division a couple of nights ago uh, by beating the Blue Jays two out of three times. We knew it was going to happen eventually. The Jays' elimination number going into the series was one, so it was only a matter of time. Uh, I don't have to worry about that anymore. Houston has clinched the best record in the American League, and Cleveland has clinched their division as well. Yep. Uh, I don't know what the other team's magic numbers are. I guess they're all three, wouldn't yeah, they be? I don't know. I mean, Baltimore has a three elimination number. So, I mean, if they lose three more times, or the teams ahead of them, like if Seattle currently wins three more Some times, combination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's a combination of those. The Blue Jays are seven games up on Baltimore with only six games to go, so that's why the Blue Jays are in. They can't finish for the, or less than one game ahead, so that's good. Uh, but they're only currently two games up on Seattle for third and a game and a half up on Tampa. Tampa does play this evening, um, so that, that'll either be one game or, or two games ahead of them as well. So those are important because... <clears throat> Both Tampa and Seattle own the tiebreaker over the Blue Jays. So if they were to finish tied with the same record, the Blue Jays would be behind that team. So the the advantage that they have right now, I mean, you would like to think, Patrick, that if they win four games in their last six, the Blue Jays would likely be the first place wild card because Tampa would have to go undefeated. Or sorry, Tampa could still get to 92 wins because they play tonight. Seattle can as well. Seattle Seattle has eight games left. Yeah, they also play tonight. Um, So both those teams could still finish with 92 wins, but they'd have to win out to do that. You probably think that even though Seattle has a super soft schedule, um, and Tampa doesn't, by the way. They play Houston this weekend for three games. Oh, they're playing Cleveland tonight. Yeah, they have Cleveland tonight. Then they have three games at Houston and then three games at Fenway. So it's not easy for them to to finish the season. Seattle, on the other hand, I think is they play 
Oakland and Detroit to finish the year. I have which, a question for you, and <laughs> I don't know how to bring this topic up, but yeah. let's say you're going into the final weekend of the season and Baltimore hasn't been eliminated. Baltimore has to win three games to get in. Uh, it really... And, and the game's don't quite matter as much to the Jays. Do you fuck over Seattle and just no. trot a B team or do you just No. You don't I mean, play with fire? You just No. You no. the Blue Jays want to finish first in the wild card because they want that home field. So they're gonna be trying to win every remaining game left in order to secure that three yeah. games at home. Uh by the way, I the magic number for Tampa right now is one. Yeah. They win and they clinch, and then it comes down to Seattle or Baltimore. Yeah. Um. So really, at this point, it's it's. And look, Baltimore is five games back at Seattle, <laughs> so we're saying all of this. And it could be over tomorrow. Seattle pretty much has to yeah. lose every remaining game, and Baltimore almost has to. They have to win. Uh, they have to win a lot of their own games, pretty much every game. They have well, six Seattle games ha- because Seattle has eight games left. Yeah. It's really yeah, they really have uh, Baltimore's nuts in a vice. Yeah, so mathematically, Baltimore is alive, but realistically, they are not. Uh, uh, today's loss really kind of yeah, the, it. the nails in that coffin. Um, they've lost three in a row, and they're just like if they, it's <laughs> they're done. Yeah, the, the National close. League, on the other hand, Patrick, has two interesting races left. In the wild card, Philly is currently holding on to that third spot, but only a half game behind them are the Milwaukee Brewers. Now, Philly does have an extra a game in hand, and I believe they play tonight. Let me confirm that. Actually, they, uh, they I just had some do. information, oh, Justin. I'm yeah. sorry to correct you. Philly has lost. Uh, I, just had, <laughs> I just had some information slide across my desk here. Meaning you refresh uh, the page. Yep, the word is in now. Uh, the Philadelphia Phillies did lose, so there is now There's a tie, tie. Yeah. for the wild card position. Milwaukee wow. plays tonight. Both teams are 83 and 72. So obviously, a win for Milwaukee would put them a half game up, although Philadelphia would have the extra game to play. Yeah, but they've We're lost. We're dealing in hypotheticals <laughs> at this point. I think Philadelphia loses. Like, I, I don't think they get in. Yeah, it's it's not looking good. They've they've picked the worst time of the year to lose five games in a row. That's for sure. Um, <laughs> it's concerning. You never want to lose five games in a row, but you don't want to do it within the last week of the season. The it's also worth saying as well that San Diego, uh, while they have not clinched, their position might be slightly more comfortable. But like I said, they haven't clinched yet, so. Yeah. These games in the final uh, seven days of the season are just as important as San Diego because yep. you go on a losing streak right now and you could be on the outside looking in. And that would be disastrous for San Diego. Yeah, and I mean... Heads are going to roll if that happens in San Diego. Philadelphia will be playing Washington, who are the worst team in baseball uh, record-wise. And Milwaukee is playing Miami, who aren't much better this year. Yeah, they really lost a lot of their uh, a lot of their momentum. Yeah, Miami had been relatively decent 
the last couple of years and great rotation. Yeah, well, Sandy Alcantara is insane, but uh, yeah. So I mean, and then also like that's a that's a close race there, and then also in the National League East, the Mets currently hold a one game lead over the Atlanta Braves. Uh, either one of those teams, whoever doesn't win that division, will be the first wild card in the in the National League. They're miles ahead, like thirteen and a half games right now. Uh, both teams are playing well. I mean, the Mets are seven and ten or seven and three in their last ten, and the Braves are six and four they play each other this weekend patrick so if the mets were to win two to three they would be minimum two games ahead going into the the final few games and if atlanta can win or sweep they'd be ahead so i mean it's going to be it'll be a fun a fun series for sure i mean it's it's cool that that division is that, that division could come down to the last day and that that wild card race could as well so at least there is still something to play for the American League is all but sewn up in terms of who's getting in. It's just going to be position battles now. Yeah, and I like our chances. Three yeah. against Boston, who are playing for pride. Yeah, uh, they they Baltimore. just won three in a row against Baltimore to help the Blue Jays out. So Yeah, and Baltimore, of course, um, by the time we play them, they might be eliminated. So, But I, I, I'll say this. Um Baltimore has made the season interesting all the way up to like the last handful of games. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something that they're going to be, they're going to be pesky. Uh, I think, I don't know. At some point, Tampa's got us. I don't be, think they can keep this up forever, right? I'll be very curious to see if Baltimore actually is more active in free agency this this winter now that they've oh, yeah. got like henderson and rutschman up and they have a, a relatively surprisingly solid starting rotation um it'd be i'll be curious to see if they if they choose to make some upgrades financially or if they continue to roll with their young core instead but i think you gotta up that bullpen yeah definitely I really do they've, I they've think... got a, they've got a couple of good arms at the back end there but yeah, but look at how they how the meat quickly the they have faded good. in the final leg of the season. Yeah, this you're last right. third, it's just been. I mean, you look at it too. I mean, they've they've given up five runs overall less than the Blue Jays, but they've scored seventy four less over the season. So that's also a part of it. Like their expected win loss is a seventy eight and seventy eight right now. They're a five hundred ball team, uh, based on like run differential most for the most part. Versus the Jays, who are projected to be an 85 win team right now, so there is still a there is still a small gap between the two, and I'm I'm really interested to see, and, and really the rest of the division too. Like Boston could Boston has six games left, and they've they could still finish at 500 if they win out, which is they unlikely. Won't. But I mean they they've still won 75 games. Yeah, there are there are other divisions in baseball like the American League West where three teams are likely going to finish below that number. Um, and potentially the National League Central as well, too, where you could have three teams who finish below 75 wins. The American League East could have five 80-win teams again. If Boston can win five, they probably won't. But I'm just saying that it's still, like, it is still overall, like, the most competitive division in baseball based on the fact that every yeah. team was still in contention into September. 
every team is trending upwards however i think a lot of that really depends on free agency yeah next season i mean if aaron judge doesn't Does he walk yeah <laughs> if he walks then the yankees are not going to win uh, they'll have not, they'll, 95 they'll, plus games they'll have to they'll season. fill it somehow i mean they've got to make some upgrades too we, we there's know. no there's no uh aaron judge equivalent available though. no but we know like they're gonna make upgrades over guys they're probably gonna upgrade over donaldson i'm not sure what his contract situation is like man we don't have to talk about this now yeah i know i know it's kind of crazy how literally every fan base hates him but he's earned it (laughs) uh yeah he's earned it he 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 does have another year left on his contract and then also a club option uh, it's $21 million. I don't think they're going to buy that out. Um, he's going to be there. <laughs> Happy retirement years, so. to Josh yeah. Donaldson. He'll be there still, and then and then they'll buy out his club option after that. But uh, so, the, but they're going to try and make upgrades over Aaron Hicks because he had a shitty year. Yeah. They've got a lot of rookies who are pushing for playing time, and they've got guys like Volpe coming up through the minor leagues. But we'll talk about all this in the offseason. But they'll fall off. They will fall off significantly if they lose Aaron Jones. Oh, for sure. Yeah. That's, they got to pay your, him. That's your best player. That's the best player in baseball this year in terms of offensive numbers. So, um, yeah. But, I mean, six games left, Patrick. Three versus Boston. Last home series of the season starting Friday night. And then you've got three at Camden Yards to finish the year off. It's looking like those three games at Camden Yards won't have much meaning for Baltimore. For the Blue Jays, it'll still be meaningful because they can determine which position in the wild card they'll finish in because either you're going to be playing Tampa or Seattle, but you'd like it to be in Toronto either way. So you have three home games, make the other team spend three nights in a hotel instead of, instead of you. Um, I don't want to play in the playoffs at the Trop. No, that, Period. that place does not deserve to host playoff games. It's a true garbage heap. Uh, hopefully, I hope they get a new stadium. I really do. If they don't, move them to Montreal. But they need a new stadium too. So, new stadiums all around. Uh, Friday night, let's talk about Boston. Canadian Nick Pivetta is going to pitch against our boy Alec Manoa, seven oh seven Eastern Time. Good matchup. Pivetta is likely, hopefully, going to pitch for Canada at the World Baseball Classic next year. That would be excellent because if we can get guys like Pavetta and if Jameson Tyon will pitch for Canada, that would be great too. Freddie he's, Freeman is Freddie confirmed, Freeman's confirmed. Uh, well, I think he said he likely would play for Canada again. Also because the states is loaded, so I mean, he can't play for no, he can't change your right. He can't change. So yeah, uh, Jordan Romano is going to pitch for Italy because he did that last time out, and good for him. Um. I mean, Josh Naylor said he's in. Cal Quantrill said he's did, in. Wait, slow down. Josh yeah. Naylor said he's he's in. Both of those guys did when Cleveland was in Toronto like two months ago. Yeah. I remember an awkward Arash Madani interview talking to both to, to them, and they said that they were in. Yeah, and apparently Cal Quantrill has actually been like putting together like his fantasy Canadian lineup, essentially. <laughs> he's trying to like get people to – to come play he's been kind of he said he's been planting the bugs in people's ears when they've been on the road and that kind of thing too so where's uh you'd what's love to joey see would uh, love to see joey Votto there if, if not as an everyday player but as a veteran on the team because to have that leadership in in the locker room regardless but Has he ever played for canada he did the last time around yeah um but you could see 
I mean, if James Paxton can get healthy, it's unlikely that he would ever pitch in this because he just hasn't been able to stay healthy the last couple of years. We but, got some. Uh, we got some. Yeah, we got some. Dudes. There's there's some, some there's dudes. some good ball players that are from Canada. So I mean, Otto who's Lopez behind the, who's is, is born in Canada. Is dual Wait, what? Otto, Otto Lopez, Lopez has dual citizenship. Yeah, him and Vladdy both have dual citizenship. Yeah, but. There is zero zero percent chance Vladdy plays for Canada, but I mean, I'm just saying, like Otto Lopez is an option. Like he could be a utility guy for Canada. No, Otto Lopez <laughs> is born in uh, his his Dominican. mom is Canadian, I believe, though. One of the, one of his oh, he's raised is, in Montreal. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. One of his okay. parents is Canadian because they they brought that up on the broadcast a few times this year. I don't think there's a, I. I mean. No, he actually played for uh, Dominican. Oh, did in he? In 2019. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's out. But. Not yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of guys around the league. Like Matt Brash from Seattle, good arm there. Like, there's there's a lot of players who could pitch for Canada. Zach Pop would likely be on that bullpen. Um, but yeah, it, it'd be fun to see uh, a lot of baseball players come out. It seems like a, like the USA has had a lot of big commits already. Like Mike Trout's going, Pete Alonso's going. Um, I can't remember who else. I think I think George Springer said he's going to play, but I think he plays. He might play for Panama. I can't remember. But there's definitely a, a bunch of players who have already committed. So, yeah, that'll be fun to talk about in the offseason. It'll give us something else to drag through the winter. But uh, Friday is going to be Pavetta at Manoa, as we said. Um, Saturday, it's an afternoon game, 3.07 Eastern. Ross Stripling's taking the ball. He had a really good start last time out against the Yankees. And then he's going to go up against uh, Brayon Bayo for the, the Red Sox, who is not having a great year, but he's just a rookie. And then on Sunday, we've got old TBD for Boston. The best starter in baseball has started the most games this year. On the MLB probable pitchers, anyway. Like up against the Goss man. So the way it's lining up, Patrick, as we talked about last episode, Manoa, Strip, Gossman, that'll be your, your rotation for your wild card series as well. And we talked about that. I mean, you throw your, you throw your best guy, Manoa, in game one. You feel pretty confident that he's going to give you six innings decent baseball he's done that every every start this year and then hopefully you win that game then you can throw stripling in game two who's been pretty consistent for the most part and then if you don't win game two you've, you've got kevin gossman in game three and i like my chances i like my odds when when gossman's pitching there and ideally you win the first two games then gossman can start game one of the next round so that's that's the way she'll go it's gonna be tough though tampa if it's tampa tyler uh, glasnow's back <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, I didn't see how he performed. He though. threw three innings, uh, and I think he was touching ninety nine. So he's back. Um, and he's I think he had three or four strikeouts or something. And that was yesterday he pitched. It's but, not Tampa's uh, rotation that concerns me. It's their peskiness, their bullpen, and the fact that they are the best team in baseball at scratching runs. Yeah, I mean, obviously, a team like the Dodgers does it with they just fucking clobber you. 10 or 12 runs but the rays will scratch runs they just find ways they do they do bunts they do they got excellent runners yeah they're uh, just a solid baseball team they don't hit a ton of dingers but they like they their, their team their team ops is relatively low we were talking about that last time out like they don't really have a guy on their team with an ops over 800 they don't need to they just and need to get a base runner and since they, most of their team are excellent base runners they can just they're steal all a base. very it's good just, contact hitters yeah yeah that's that's how they're designed though and that's how you win uh, games in the playoffs too is by scratching it is. across 
It is. Well, I mean, they kicked our asses in 2020. That's yep. that's oh, a fact. Yeah. We can't no we can't avoid that. Um, they kicked our asses. Uh, this is an older, more mature team, though. Toronto yep. has now, and I think it's going to be different. Every at bat will be a different story. Come playoffs, though, it's not going to be, uh, you know, a matter of swinging at everything, hoping to blow one out of the park. <laughs> They're going to be taking it very seriously at the plate. I think plate discipline goes up by an order of magnitude in the playoffs if you're the Toronto Blue Jays. And I think, I mean, I know they were criticized pretty heavily over the last three games over yeah, base running, which rightfully so. <laughs> But I think you've got to see that as a big weakness going into the playoffs, and you've got to course correct because you can't run like that shit in in the playoffs. Yeah, and I mean, we haven't gotten any word yet on when Lourdes Gurriel or Santiago Espinal will be back. Um, Gurriel's been taking some swings. Espinal's been taking some grounders but hasn't been swinging yet. I know Guriel has obviously got to run because it was it was a, a hamstring issue. Um, so I mean it's it's going to be interesting to see if if he can get back in these sometime in these final six games to get some abs because a guy like Guriel is important in 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 the playoffs because if Guriel can be in the lineup you don't have to start Jackie Bradley Jr. or Rymel Tapia as much. Not that there's anything wrong with Rymel Tapia and Jackie Bradley plays great defense but they don't provide the offensive power of of Guriel um and obviously Espinal is just is, is huge for for matchups you're lucky you have Whit Merrifield now who can play a, a really good second base uh but Espinal is great to come in as a pinch runner or as a late inning or defensive replacement when you have to pinch run or pinch hit for somebody else like those both of those guys just had so much more depth to their roster and, and they yeah. would be they would be very missed if they aren't able to play in the playoffs. My the thing that concerns me the most will be the seventh and eighth inning pitching. I know we have guys who have should have earned our trust at this point, but again Yeah, I just I'm very nervous about late inning we got to be up by like a healthy amount of runs for me to feel comfortable. That's my big thing is yeah. like, I just don't have as much faith in the bullpen as I used to. Um, that part scares me. The base running scares me. I think this is the deepest lineup we've had in a long, long time. I think this mm -hmm. lineup is deeper than 2015 to 2016 back to back ALCS appearances. Uh, with nothing to show for those, but I think the story is different this time. Yeah. I'm excited, though, for playoffs. I am nervous about playing Tampa, but I think we can beat them. I really I don't want to play Seattle. <laughs> I, and I don't want to play Seattle on the road. Could you imagine? That's a nightmare. I yeah, don't it'd, be, it'd be interesting to know. Or to see that because it wouldn't be your typical Blue Jay infested 
field at T-Mobile Park. It would be no. <laughs> I think they would probably restrict purchases for tickets for anybody outside of. Well, and they've probably already the done country. their their like their pre-sale or whatever, like the Blue Jays have yeah. done. And yep. yeah, I'm sure <laughs> that uh, it'll be uh, it'll be infested with Mariner fans. It it seems like. Well, it's their home stadium. Yeah, be embarrassing if it wasn't. The good news for for the Mariners and for baseball, really, uh, Julio Rodriguez appears that he will come off the IL when he's first good. eligible on the third of October, so he'll be back for the for the playoffs. It's always good to beat if you do have to beat a team, you want to beat them when they're at their best. Obviously, J Rod is probably the American League Rookie of the Year and deservedly so. He's had an incredible year, signed a huge contract, and yeah, hopefully he's going to be ready when he. When he can, because uh, he's a great player and he's fun to watch. But yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I, 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 even though I, I don't want to play Tampa Bay, I, I, I want to play them more than I want to play Seattle. <laughs> I'm in the exact same position as you are. The Jays have shown that they are able to beat Tampa Bay, and they had a rough go against Seattle this season. So I like, I like their chances at home against anybody, though. But yeah, more it's so too bad we're only gonna get one. Uh, series where we have the home field advantage, advantage. Yeah. unless uh, the ALCS were the home team, which is <laughs> technically Some, it's possible. Technically but possible, it's yeah. Probably not going to happen. Yeah, round but, two I mean, is going to suck. Is it still five games for the ALDS? Uh yeah, I believe so. And then the ALCS would be it goes seven. To seven. Not yeah. to say we're going to get it there. It goes but... three, five, seven, seven for the playoff format. Which I wish other professional leagues would do because yeah. seven is a lot. Um, Man. Yeah. <laughs> what, anyway. Okay. What do you think is the minimum expectation for this team? Look, I, I think Go, they going into the playoffs. Win the wild card series. And I think I said it in our group chat at one point, or not group chat, just our chat. I think uh, take the DS to five games minimum or win it. Like one of the two. Like I think. Uh, I don't know if I expect this team to win the, the ALCS because, as we've seen, like three consistent starters this year. In the playoffs, you do need that fourth guy. Like They're going to need Barrios to pitch at some point in the second round. Um, and that scares me a little bit. And he might even pitch out of the bullpen in the first round, depending on, on what happens, barring injury or a yeah. shaky start from a, a stripling of Manoa or a Gosman. You could I'll tell you who won't there. be pitching during the playoffs <laughs> there's two there's two people that likely won't uh mitch white won't be pitching and yusei kikuchi if we have it's because we're down by 23 runs and... or up by 23 no no i think even then we don't <laughs> risk it yeah i i don't know if any of those guys will be on the roster for the playoffs i think they'll carry more relievers that's where i can see like a, a matt gage on the playoff roster Matt gage walking through that door maybe even butters maybe butters yeah, I'd I think, love it if Butters made this playoff roster. I Fuck think yes. you'll, you'll definitely see more pitchers, uh, more relief pitchers, because you won't see Mitch White, you won't see Kikuchi. Uh, the rule is it's 26-man uh, roster, and half you can and half, have right? 13 pitchers. Yeah, yep. so you know so, you'll be able to put, put two relievers in for White and for Kikuchi. So isn't it Gage crazy somebody else. how Bradley Zimmer still has a roster spot on this it, team? It is, yeah, but I mean, we we saw Dalton Pompey have a roster spot in twenty was it twenty fifteen or twenty sixteen? And, and he did shit. He did he shit. Stole a couple so. bases. I mean, it's yep. 
he's a guy that and again it's it's a guy you can put in if you're up by a bunch into the into the last inning you put fantastic in defensive replacement jackie yes. Bradley jr the same thing right like it's those two guys are your and they're both fast like well zimmer more so but like if you need to, if you need to, if you're down and you need to, you need to score a runner from second base after Kirk gets a double or something, you throw Zimmer in there, in that spot to try and score on a single because you know Kirk likely can't just because he's short. <laughs> Don't forget Jackie Bradley Jr. is in the 93rd percentile for jumps. Yeah, he's he's a <laughs> he's a man who can catch baseballs, and you need 27 outs to win a baseball game at minimum. So um, let's talk. Can we talk very briefly? Jackie Bradley Jr. is his. His slash is not great. No, uh, he's not a good offensive player anymore. No, but the team is twenty six and eleven since they traded for him, or or wait, got him off waivers, whatever it was. I don't remember. Yeah, waivers. His OPS is five thirty two in those games, uh, and he has uh, um, he has stolen zero bases. Yeah, I mean, they <laughs> don't ask how you win. They just ask how much you won. So. Yeah, but yet in the 37 games he has appeared for the Blue Jays, they're 26-11. and 11. Take yeah. from that what you will. So I like having him on this team. Solid defensive replacement. We don't know what's up with Gurriel yet. Bradley Zimmer, though. I, ca- I can't believe we're going to go into the playoffs. And Bradley Zimmer's not only going to be on this the roster – but, but like they will contribute in some way, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But I mean, since he, uh, since he's returned to us, Bradley Zimmer, uh, has three plate appearances and, and has, uh, been hit by a pitch in one of them. Nice. Struck well, out in the other he, two. He got on base though. Yeah. But we're 13 and five since he, uh, Came he back. returned to us. Return to the Zim. Maybe come back. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's a late inning replacement. Yeah, there's those if those if you know those two guys have to start a playoff game, trouble yeah. is a brewing. <laughs> uh, ideally, you've got Tapia, Springer, and, and Merrifield or Biggio in right field at the current, or Teoscar, depending on who's DHing. Man, I can't wait. I I'm not saying like I am excited for the off season because there's a lot we can talk about and we we tend to shine during the off season but like i can't wait to talk about danny jansen danny motherfucking jansen yeah that dude the dude's awesome i love the guy um but yeah we'll get into that later on we'll come back on sunday after this series with boston hopefully we can report on the demise of the baltimore orioles by then and hopefully the blue jays are closer to securing the top wild card spot because that would Can be I excellent. be honest with you though, Justin? I'm a chaos goblin. I don't give a shit whether it's Seattle or Baltimore that gets in. Maximum chaos. Yeah, Baltimore's five back in Seattle. They're not getting in. Fade them. They're not. I'm just saying. I know, but I'm just saying. Like, Fade I don't em. give a shit which one gets in. They're dead in the water. Fade them. Okay. All right. I want them to just be sad as hell when we go to Camden Yards next week. I want just sad. Famous Baltimore. last words. Yeah. If they went out, if they even if they went out, they still won't get in. So (laughs) that's how bad it is for them. Anyway, uh, that'll be it for us. Thanks as always for listening. You can find the show on Twitter at BFMD Podcast. Our website is bfmdpodcast.com. Listen to the show on Anchor, Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a review if you'd like of five stars or less to help more people find us. For Patrick out in Halifax. It's Justin here in Saskatoon. We will see you on Sunday.